Welcome to the Climbing to the Top podcast by me, that's Kim O'Rourke, where I'll be sharing with you my journey back to the top, (laughs) complete with highs and lows and everything I learned along the way. Hope you enjoy the episodes. Hello and welcome to the next episode of Climbing to the Top podcast with me, Kim O'Rourke. And today I wanted to speak to you about the anatomy of a marketing funnel. Now, marketing funnels and sales funnels have been around for very many years. They are nothing new. They seem to have come to the fore recently, I guess, in recent years, because we have the technology to make it a lot easier. But they have been around for decades and decades. So, if you are perhaps of my age, in your middle e- middle years, then you would remember on TV, and this is in the UK, um, and I'm sure whichever country you're listening in, you will identify with a company in, in your country that does the same thing. So in the UK, we had for a while um, a company called Witch, and Witch are a consumer magazine. They're a monthly magazine which tell you about consumer products. So they might hold a feature on utility suppliers. They might hold a feature next month on washing machines. They might hold a feature on kitchen gadgets. (laughs) So they would go through all of these things and they would give you the pros and cons and say, this is what we think our best buy is. This is what we think our budget buy is and so on. So they're a trusted magazine. They come out once a month to do this, but they need to get magazine subscribers. So what they used to do is put TV ads out that said uh, that you could ring in for a free gardening guide or vegetable gardening guide, or I think there was a computer, how to use a computer guide. Um, This is going back a little bit. So you could call in, call a free phone number to get that free guide. Those guides were very much targeted at their target market. And when you sent off for that free guide and it arrived with you, then they have your details and then they could follow up with you to say, hey, would you like to buy our magazine? And here's all our special offers. So that's what Witch did. And so that is a quite a simple marketing funnel. And what they were doing, which is why we all need a marketing funnel, and it's definitely something if you haven't got one set up in your business, and you can have as many as you like, But if you haven't got one set up in your business, they really do help your marketing. And this is what Witch have done. So the reason why you might need a funnel is threefold, I think. So if you imagine the shape of a funnel, literally with a wide open top and uh, it narrows down to a, you know, a, a tube bit at the end. So your wide open top bit is there for your target audience to sift and sort themselves. Now, you would have a a clear idea in your mind, hopefully, of the type of person that you want to serve. And you'll break that person down into a profile and you'll be very clear about who that person is. But there would be millions of those people in the world. Not all of them are going to be right for you and not all of them will be interested in you. So your top of your funnel, that sifting and sorting bit, uh, sorry, that wide bit does that sifting and sorting for you. It sifts and sorts those those people who you don't like or, or you don't want to, to deal with. It sifts and sorts the people who don't like you for whatever reason. I don't know why. 
But there are people that we wouldn't want to work with, even if they fell into our target market. And there are people who wouldn't want to work with us, even though we're brilliant, obviously. So it does that sifting and sorting for us. So in its sifting and sorting, it sorts out those people who are interested in what you have to offer. And they're interested in finding out more from you. And then as so as they then move down that funnel to as it starts narrowing, that's your job then to start building a relationship with them. And this is what this funneling does. It builds a relationship with those people and it helps to build trust. And of course, when we have a relationship with our our potential clients, our potential customers, um, and they trust us and we enjoy serving them in whichever capacity we are, then is what then leads to sales. So that's why we need a funnel in the first place. It literally takes us from a potential warm, perhaps, audience. People are sort of teetering between cold and warm and it funnels them into really loving what you do, loving everything that you do and building trust with you. So that's why we're putting one in place. Who can use one? That's probably the next question. If you're sitting there wondering if you can use it in your business, probably yes. So you can use it whether you are business to business or business to consumer. Either works. Um, It doesn't matter whether you're a bricks and mortar retail outlet or whether you have an e-commerce site. Either of those work. And then it also doesn't matter whether you are um, you sell a physical product or you sell a digital product like an information product or a software as a service and so on. So it covers a whole eventualities. You can build a funnel for any of those and pretty much anything in, in between. So let's talk about how they're broken down. And this is what I wanted to introduce to you, not to go into all the fine details, but really just to give you a picture in your mind of what you're aiming for and, and the structure of them. First of all, you want to be keeping in your mind that it is really one funnel, one problem. Don't try and answer all your potential customers or potential clients' problems in one funnel. That won't ever work. So you identify one single problem that you could potentially help and you deal with that in a funnel. So if you keep that in mind, whatever it happens to be, you start off your funnel at the top stage. Now, this is the sifting and sorting bit. This is at the wide part of the funnel you have what's called a squeeze page. And you may have heard this term before, and there are um, all sorts of other things for um, squeeze pages. You get hard squeeze pages and soft squeeze pages. Do not worry about those for now. Just think of a squeeze page. And what a squeeze page does is it squeezes, literally (laughs) squeezes the email out of somebody in return for something of value. And the reason why we do that is twofold. First of all, it starts building a bit of trust because somebody will see that you have given them something of value and you are therefore worth buying from. And the second thing is you want to be building a list in marketing. Now, your list is your names and email addresses and your list will sit on an autoresponder. I'll cover this subject in another time, but your autoresponder is something like MailChimp or get response or active campaign or constant contact, one of those types of bits of software. And your list sits on there. And if you have a list that is an asset in your business, not to be underestimated at all. 
You see, you may have loads and loads of followers on social media, but the owners of the social media platforms could take those platforms away at any time. They probably wouldn't appreciate, but they could. But if you have those people, as as many as you can, on your mailing list and you've got their names and email addresses, that is your asset to your business. And if you are selling a business at any stage, if you have two businesses who from the outside look exactly the same, they're selling the same products and they've done the same kind of revenue, the company that has the bigger mailing list, the one that they own, they will be worth more. So it is a true asset to your business that people, they cannot take away your list from you. So it makes sense for you to build that list. And of course, when you have a list of people, then you can email them. You can build that relationship with them. That's what it's there for. You can build that trust. They can get to know you. You can get to know them as well through surveying them, asking them questions. And of course, you can sell to that list. Not all the time, but you can use that list to say, hey, I've got a new workshop coming up or we've got a new product in our shop. So you can use that list really as a nice, warm list of people who are really interested in what you have. And it's a massive asset to your business. So you need the squeeze page. Now, your squeeze page, the what you give in value is what is called a lead magnet. And that lead magnet is the same as what Witch did with their free gardening guide or free vegetable growing guide or whatever it is. It's you create something of value. It doesn't matter what it is, actually. It could be an ebook, It could be an audio program. It could be a video series. Um, it could be infographics. The list is endless. And of course, these days we have it really easy which had to send out a physical guide. We can fulfill all of this now on automation digitally. So it becomes really easy for you. So it is a bit of work, but it is fundamentally quite easy to provide something of value, answering that one question, that one problem that your target market has. If they've got 20 problems or 10 problems that you address, then you would have a lead magnet for each of those problems and you would have a different funnel. Uh, You wouldn't try and address all of them in one funnel. So you would have one particular funnel. So if you've been watching me on social media, you'll know that we've um, recently launched a free ebook called How to Grow Your Audience on Social Media. And that is a lead magnet. It is high value. It's full of fresh content that Jonathan, who's my collaborator, and I wrote. So it's freshly wrote. It's not brought in from anywhere else. Nobody else wrote it. We wrote it. We created it. We produced it. It is high value. And we know that it will make a difference to people's social media. So it's something of value that we are giving in return for an email address. And you can create these two. They don't need to be long and complicated. And if you don't like writing, then you can do a little series of audio programs. You can could even do a free CD. What happened to those? (laughs) Send it in the mail if you really want to. But I would encourage you to use something digitally that your autoresponder can send out automatically. You don't need to do that. So your squeeze page is there as the first level. Then you get to a second level and that's your, your sales page. And you could just stick it, stay at this stage if you wanted to, but that's now identifying that your people who have 
sorted themselves into being interested enough in you to give you their email address, this now sorts a percentage of them out even further of the buyers to find out who the buyers are. And that's always really interesting in any business. You want to know who your buyers are. Now, when I had a shop, a physical bricks and mortar shop a few years ago, I had the same core customers who I could pretty much rely on coming in week in, week out. And if I had new products in, new fabrics in, they would be the first to know about it and the first to be buying it as well. They were really loyal customers. They liked to buy. They came in to buy. In fact, I had one lady who came in, bless her, she she came in and she she came in just because she was bored and she wanted to buy something. So you kind of need those people. So your sales page does a bit more sifting and sorting. You've gathered their email addresses. They're on your list. That's fantastic. Now your sales page then gives them something to buy to say, actually, these people are quite hot because they've exchanged money. They've given me money in exchange for something. And that, um, if, if you're giving money to somebody, it means you trust them. So on your sales page, generally, we want to be giving something that is pretty low cost, but of high value. And you can develop a small program or you could have a bigger masterclass series or a, a bundle of products or whatever. But it's there as a as a high value product, but at a relatively low cost, comparatively speaking. And it would be the next logical step to whatever offer you've given on your squeeze page, whatever offer you've given in your lead magnet, the sales page, that product there would be the next logical step that somebody might think to buy. So for instance, in the funnel that we have set up for the social media lead magnet at the front, we've got the how to grow your social media. And we know from all our research that a problem that many, many people have is in how to plan their content and planning unique content for them and their business. So the net the sales page offer is addresses that and there's a whole program there that that teaches people how to create their own content that they can create their content forever and it empowers people to do that they don't need to buy all these things that recreates um you know all these things that create your your facebook and instagram and posts forever <laughs> they're, they're not unique to you they're okay probably just to get an idea from but they're not unique to you so this sales page project that we've developed which is a content planning system teaches people how to create their own content forever and how to do that so this is not it's not meant as a sales piece just to say to you that it, it would be what you need to work out is what a, what the next logical step is for people and how you can help them best how can you serve them best to create something that's of really high value to them but a low cost for them to buy so you might put a it's a bit difficult to try and put prices on these things because it depends on what your product is ultimately, what you're trying to sell ultimately, and the cost of that. But generally speaking, your sales page offers are somewhere kind of below the $50 mark on the whole, but they could be just under $100. Uh, it just it really depends on what you're selling. But it's a kind of no-brainer type. or you know, Somebody may need to think about it for a couple of moments, but generally it should be a a sort of, okay, well, that's a lot of value. I really need that. And yeah, the price is okay. So that's your sales page. And then what you can do is take it to a next page if you've got something to go to. 
which is called the upsell page. So you've got the three pages. You've got your squeeze page to squeeze the email address out. You have a sales page to give something of value for low cost that identifies your buyers. And then those people get taken through to an upsell page. And that upsell page is where you really start building that loyal relationship with your customer. And that's where you're giving something of incredibly high value and it is a higher cost as well. So you might have a course at the end of it. You might have your consultancy at the end of it. You might have your coaching program at the end of it. Um, You might have a course in your shop, for instance. So whatever it is, is that high value thing that people, if you ask them to buy it straight off without giving them anything else, if if you ask a load of people, hey, just buy this stuff, they'll probably go, hmm, not so sure about that. because I don't know you and I'm not sure about spending $500 with you. The the previous pages start building that relationship and that trust and warm people up to this stage um, into the upsell page where you're giving that higher value, higher cost. And, and generally, if people have got to that stage, you'll get lots of people getting your lead magnet. You'll get a percentage of those people buying your sales page product and then you'll get a smaller percentage buying the upsell product. Now if you have an information style business and in fact it it doesn't really matter whether it's information or product but what you would generally you do is the bid in the middle that sales page any of those sales page sales you would use that money as your advertising budget because you want to be advertising for people to come in at the top of the funnel. So it becomes a self-funding funnel, which is really what we're trying to aim towards rather than you trying to dig out of your pocket all the time. So when you launch a funnel, you probably want to be going out to your organic areas. So your social media, um, at the end of your blog posts, your email signature, all these kinds of places. Um, But you will soon run out of those people. So then you want to start your advertising. But hopefully now you've got a bit of sales coming through from your organic listings and those people that those sales can start paying for your advertising going forward. So you've got three stages, your squeeze, your sales page and your upsell page. And then before I finish, there's a couple of things that you probably need to consider. And one of these we've just touched on, which is you need to think about how you're going to drive what we call in marketing, we call it traffic. It is just people, really. <laughs> How are you going to drive your people or your traffic in at the front end, at the top of the funnel? So you need to have thought that one through how you're going to do that. And there's lots and lots of different ways of doing it. So I've just touched on two, your social media channels, advertising, pay for advertising, for instance. But you need to have lots of different ways of driving people into that funnel. Do not ever rely on just one. Um, And I've actually heard horror stories of Facebook. Um, If you're advertising with Facebook, for some reason, they will suddenly decide that the wind is blowing in the wrong direction on that day and they will turn your ad off or they'll disapprove it for who knows what reason. (laughs) So you want to be making sure that you have got your, your backside covered and you've got different ways of driving your traffic, your people into the top of the funnel. And then you also need to consider what happens at the back end. So when people have come through and you've captured their details, what happens to them then? What what next? <laughs> what are you going to do with them? So you need your autoresponder set up and you need to have figured out 
what you need to say to them. So for instance, if somebody comes into your landing page right at the top end and they don't do anything else, they need to go into a sequence into your autoresponder, that sequence to try and encourage them to buy perhaps your sales page offer. And then if somebody has gone through from the landing page to the sales page, but they haven't bought your upsell offer, then you need to be um, having them in an email sequence to say, hey, glad you love this, but we also have this and this is the next stage. So you got that worked out brilliantly, but here's our course or here's our, you know, bigger things that you need. So it naturally takes in. And then when they have followed, finished those email sequences, what happens then? So generally we pop them into our normal email marketing list. So you they get your newsletters once a week or twice a week or however many times that you send it out. But then you need to be thinking about, okay, well, I have tagged those people, tagged those people who have just had the lead magnet. I've tagged those people who have bought the sales page and I've tagged those people who have bought the product. That's what you should be doing. So when you are then going through again and saying, okay, we have this amazing planning system or we have this amazing thing, you want to be telling the people who haven't bought it yet. And this is where email marketing comes into its own, that you can sift and sort in that particular area. So you only talk to the people who haven't bought a particular thing and you only talk to those about your particular thing. So you don't tell people, it's nothing so annoying as you've just bought something and then you're still getting adverts for it or you still get targeted on email to buy that thing. It's like, I've got it. Look, I've got it. And you can very easily do that in the autoresponders. You can tag people as they come in and that's an easy setup to do. So I hope that's been really helpful um, just to give a top line insight into what a marketing funnel is. And it's something for to very definitely to consider as part of your, your marketing plan and, you know, how you're going to use it to really put your business up onto the next level. Because when you've got these things working for you, they do take a little while to set up sometimes. But when you've got them working for you, they are brilliant. Just to finish off, though, You might be thinking, well, how do I set one up? And (laughs) that's a much, much longer subject. So I'm only literally going to touch on it before we finish. And that is, in the old days, we had to use different, when I say the old days, the old digital days. So when we could set these things up um, online, we had to use different bits of software to join them all up. We would have, uh, there was something called lead pages, I guess they still exist. And they sent through to somewhere else. They were all hooked up with your autoresponder and so on. And you had to join these different bits of software up. These days, there are software, funnel software companies around who have the whole process joined up for you. They may look a bit more expensive, but I think that they do actually work out cheaper in the end because you don't need all the other things. So I happen to use ClickFunnels. I think Russell Brunson, who owns ClickFunnels, has probably got it all sussed. He's really thought about it. And he understands the direct marketing industry, which is what this is. So I use ClickFunnels, but there are other funnel bits of software out there. So I would say do your research, um, have a play with the free trials and find out the ones that you like the best, the ones that offer you the most, the ones that give you the most training, the ones that offer courses and so on, because you do need the help 
and the back support in the technical side of setting them up. It isn't very technical, actually, uh, but you just need to know their bits of software and how to do that. That's what I mean by technical. So don't don't let the techie bit set you up. Normally, they're pretty easy to figure out, but you will need the software to set them up. Or you can still stick bits of software together as well. But if you bear in mind you need a squeeze page, a sales page, and generally an upsell page. That is what you're aiming for to build a funnel. So hope that's been helpful. And before I go, just a reminder, don't forget to hit the subscribe button so that you never miss an episode and it will pop up on your phone and remind you. Thanks ever so much for listening and I will see you on the next episode. Bye for now.